coming up on today's episode of the Hey Girlfriend podcast. And then I said, you know what, this is time. It's time right now to start setting this boundary. And I started slowly setting the boundary with this family member. And I was like, no. And I said, I was at home not doing anything. I was. But that's what I needed to not do anything for anyone else. And it was so hard to say no. Like, I'm about to cry thinking about it. Like, that was the hardest thing ever. So, I get it. It's hard to start developing that self-love because you're afraid of what others are going to think of you. You're afraid you're going to make people you care about mad at you. It's just a lot. It's, 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 it's a heavy burden and of guilt sometimes to carry. But, y'all, you got to do this for you. And it's like, I started realizing that I was not wrong for setting this boundary. And I said... No, I'm not doing it. Like, I was at home doing nothing. But that was the point of me taking the leave. And I let them know that. I said, I took this leave for me not to do more for others. I remember saying it distinctive like that. And I can't remember. They kind of like apologized. They said something like, well, I, I get it. But I just got so much I'm trying to do and this and that. And I'm like, and so, and I'm thinking to myself, like, so am I. And so am I. What about me? And it's like. It snapped for me at that moment. Not just with this family member, but I just thought about it in generally. I'm like, you know what? I can't tolerate that anymore. Like, I have to look out for me. Because who else is going to do it? The people that I'm so-called bending over backwards for and letting them depend on me for everything, they can't do it because they can't look out for themselves. So who else is going to look out for me? Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there's someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable Hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to our learning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. What up, girlfriends? It's your girl, Kendall D. Mindset and intuitive coach, Kendall D. (laughs) Back with the Hey Girlfriend podcast episode. So, today I thought I would talk about self-love, but in a sense that I feel is, I guess, easier for us to grasp because... You know, you can say all day long, you know, love yourself, love yourself. But that's difficult for some of us that, you know, have been taught the opposite, have been taught to prioritize others, that have been taught self-hate even, that have been nothing but criticized our whole life so we don't know what it is to pour into us, been made to feel like we're selfish if we pour into ourselves. So with all of that, whatever our trauma background is, it's easier said than done when it comes to just saying love yourself. So I thought I would get on here and kind of tell you how my life improved when I stopped tolerating certain shit. You know, how my life improved when I started to love myself more because I feel like it's hard to have insight into that and what the benefit of it is when the life you know right now that may not have as high of self-love for yourself is still in some kind of way feeling void or you're some kind of way still finding it necessary for you or you're some kind of way still finding ways that you need it and use it. Meaning that, you know, you may be used to being a people pleaser. You may be, you may find that it works for you and your nervous system, you know, And so it's hard to think about loving yourself because that makes you more nervous because it's something you're not used to. You don't know the benefits of it. You don't know how it works. So it's like an unknown thing. And so I get it. It was hard for me in some instances, but it's like I had a year to where I just was like crumbling, falling apart. And I'm kind of glad that happened 
because it allowed me to rebuild myself in a new and different way. I had a year about maybe five years ago where a lot of stuff was just happening back to back to me to where I was overworked, feel like I was neglecting myself, had so many deaths in the family happen to me that year back to back. Like I'm telling you, like February through April, it was like three close relatives just died back to back. Just people were dying left and right. And it was just that on top of being overworked. I had a family member that um, at the time that was, I guess I would say dependent on me, very dependent on me in a sense. Yeah, I'll put it that way. And and that was and that was partly my bad because I had allowed that I didn't I didn't know how to set boundaries with this family member and whatnot. It was just so much, and I was just like left feel like I was playing pool left and right. I was in my relationship with my then boyfriend, who was my husband now, and he was just seeing me come home every night, just depleted, tired, crying, stressed out. I was heavily smoking weed then, like heavily. Like, now I find if I smoke too much, I get too anxious. I don't need it like that anymore. I've found other outlets. And so it was just so bad because I was so stressed out. And that was the only thing that just made me float away, (laughs) you know. And so, and I'm not shaming anyone that heavily smokes. Everybody has their reasons. Like, you know, I wish I could. I kind of miss being like that. But it's like I get two moments to where I get so anxious and I my anxiety rises now when I do too much weed. So I just don't do it that much. Maybe because I don't need it. That's neither here or there. So that was a year. And I remember I left work for like um, a whole year. My job offered, um, I can't remember what you call it now. My job offered this benefit, short-term disability. Yeah. And I went and seen a therapist that was through my company. I can't remember what you call it either. I can't describe it. But someone had told me about it. And I debated on taking it because I didn't want everyone at work to make to maybe feel like that. Oh, she's another one just lying to get time off work. Because a lot of people were doing that. So this is me still in my like... You know, worried about what everybody else think phase, people pleasing phase. And here I am just crumbling, tired, depleted, feel like I'm losing my damn mind. I was just so stressed. I just didn't know which way was I was going. I was so depressed. Down I was just down and out. Down and out. A lot of things have happened at work too. Not only was a job overworking me, like some incidents at work had happened. It was just a lot on me, all at once. And so one day I just snapped and I said, let me call this lady, this therapist. And I called her and my whole life changed after that. Taking that year off work, it changed my whole life. I wanted to, I want, I wouldn't really say the therapist did anything because she was like through one of those therapists that's just through your job. I think it's ADA, AP, something like that. And I don't know if she was good or bad. It was just mostly every time I met up with her, she had to fill out paperwork to keep me off work basically. And I was just tell her how stressed I was. That's basically all it, what it was. Was just someone to fill out paperwork to help me stay off work. While I figured my shit out. And I told I was someone how stressed out I was. And she was like a lot of people from that job come in here all the time. And it was just so stressful. Most stressful calls in the work I've ever done in my life. And that whole year off. It was about a year. It was maybe 11 months. They only gave me like 9 to 11 months. Something like that. It was damn near a year. And I was enjoying myself because I was paid. It was paid short-term disability. And I was like, you know what? It kind of got me to regroup and figure out what I need to do for myself. And it's been on and up ever since. Like during that time, I set a lot of um, boundaries. I cut off a lot of things. That family member reached out to me during that time. I was hesitant to tell this family member that, you know, I'm off work, you know, because I knew they were going to be like, oh, since you off work, you can do this and do this, do this, do this, do this for me. And I was hesitant and some kind of way got out eventually. And I remember they texted and asked me, you know, are you still on leave? I thought they were checking up on me, right? You know, thought they were checking on me to see how I was doing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm still so stressed out. I started telling them about, you know, this was through text. I started telling them about what was going on. They just basically 
bypassed all that and said, oh, well, can you do this for me? I almost wanted to cry to myself because I'm like, and then I said, you know what? This is time. It's time right now to start setting this boundary. And I started slowly setting the boundary with this family member. And I was like, no. And I said, I was at home not doing anything. I was. But that's what I needed to not do anything for anyone else. And it was so hard to say no. Like, I'm about to cry thinking about it. Like, that was the hardest thing ever. So, I get it. It's hard to start developing that self-love because you're afraid of what others are going to think of you. You're afraid you're going to make people you care about mad at you. It's just a lot. It's, 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 it's a heavy burden and of guilt sometimes to carry. But, y'all, you got to do this for you. And it's like, I started realizing that I was not wrong for setting this boundary. And I said... No, I'm not doing it. Like, I was at home doing nothing. But that was the point of me taking the leave. And I let them know that. I said, I took this leave for me not to do more for others. I remember saying it distinctive like that. And I can't remember. They kind of like apologized. They said something like, well, I, I get it. But I just got so much I'm trying to do and this and that. And I'm like, and so, and I'm thinking to myself, like, so am I. And so am I. What about me? And it's like. It snapped for me at that moment. Not just with this family member, but I just thought about it in generally. I'm like, you know what? I can't tolerate that anymore. Like, I have to look out for me. Because who else is going to do it? The people that I'm so-called bending over backwards for and letting them depend on me for everything, they can't do it because they can't look out for themselves. So who else is going to look out for me? And I had a great man, you know, that was there but it's only so much that a partner can do it really is it's only so much you still have a duty to yourself and so that was a turning point in my self-love journey and that's where I want to pick it up and start going into this list now because you're going to have a turning point to where you like enough is enough and that was my turning point this is about five years ago and I haven't been the same since and I've been happier and more peace since and I'm not close to that family member like that anymore um, for a lot of other various reasons that it's like, I feel like I just outgrew them. Like I was on a healing journey and they were just on a, I don't want to say victim journey. Cause I know there's a lot of people out there that may feel like victims, but this is a story that I probably never tell the full story of because I want to protect this family member because I don't do that on here. I don't talk too much about other people, but especially family members like that. Exes, you know, whatever. I'm going to talk shit about them. But family members, you know, I'm kind of going to be a little private with that. But that's just the gist of it. So, there's no growth in victim in victimhood. Like, it's yes, you are a victim. Yes, you can be a victim. But what you going to do about it, you know? How are you going to pick yourself up? Are you going to keep feeling sorry for yourself? And I decided, no, I'm not. And I started picking myself up, and I said no. And that was the turning point. That was, like... The that was like the I don't know what you would call it. That was like the thing that snapped at me. And yeah. So let's get into this list. I have a list of some things that I stopped tolerating when my self-love increased. I wanna say almost the things that I stopped tolerating helped the self-love to increase in a sense. It's I don't know which one is which, but which way it goes. It can be either you know, I learned to love myself, so I stopped tolerating things. Or because my self-love grew, I stopped tolerating things. You know, you get what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. But here got a list. <laughs> so, one of the things, the number one thing I stopped tolerating when my self-love increased was allowing people to talk to me any type of way. Now, this is a big one for me. And I love that I have learned to be assertive. But not like angry or bashing or argumentative. I don't have to do all that to get my point across. So, but you still have to let people know where they got you fucked up at. You know, you can't let people just talk to you any kind of way. And you don't, and you can't tolerate it. Now, in some instances, you can't remove yourself. Like if it's a co-worker or work or something. That's going to lead into my example in a minute. Because it's not just romantic partners, you know. I feel like as a romantic partner, you can set that boundary and say, you know, you're not going to talk to me this way. But if it continues too much, you really shouldn't be in that situation anyway. If someone is just talking to you any kind of way constantly, you know, it shouldn't be a boundary you have to constantly set. You should set it one time and bam. You really shouldn't have to set it the one time. They shouldn't be talking to you crazy. 
Like, for under no circumstance should you be talking to me crazy. Like, yeah, you can be angry, but it's like, hold up now. You can. That's when you draw the line. You know what I'm saying? So it shouldn't be a reoccurring thing is what I'm saying. But I'm going to say just in generally speaking, an example, um, I, this new job I have recently, I work from home. This new job that I have, right? So everything is done Do like the chat. So I take it, I give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe through the chat it came off a certain way. Excuse me. But actually though, it kind of didn't. I'm just going to tell you what happened and how it went. So I'm new to this job. This was like earlier this year. I just started in January. This was like a maybe around March, April. You know, I'm fairly still new. I barely know everything. And some things I don't know. Some things I may have forgotten or for, you don't remember. So I wrote in the little chat, the little chat for all the um, co-workers in my team are at. I wrote something in there. I said, hey, how do you do so-and-so? I can't remember what it was exactly, but I was like, yeah, it was put in an emergency request for something. How do I do this? Uh, I don't remember the process for it or something. And one of the so-called team leads was it was in there, one of the um, floor support. And, like, she said it just like this. It's, I don't know how she said it in her tone, but this is what I had was written. She was like, you don't know how to do some-some? Question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. And said something else like, you know, basically making me feel bad that I didn't know something. And so, I almost wanted to shoot off. I was that close. Like, I was, then I said, you know what? No. Let's, 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 work. let's go to the healing. What did I learn in my healing? And I, I kindly explained. I said, you know what? No, I do not know how to do it. I am still new. So, there are some things that I'm not going to know how to do or remember how to do. So, if you or someone else can kindly point me into the right direction, I can remember it and make a note of it. And she kind of changed her tone then. That's something I realized is that when you come at people like that, make them feel like they the ones that's wrong for how they acted, for talking to you that way, they kind of like change their tone like, damn, you know. And... Her tone kind of changed. She didn't really apologize, but I didn't need one from her. I'm just like, yeah, don't like you. You're on my, <laughs> on my shit list. And I've noticed that a lot of other people she get kind of like that with. One of the other managers was talking with her. And I, they had like a little moment where they were like kind of like smart mouthing each other. I'm like, ooh, awkward. So it's it's her. It's it's She has a bad attitude. And she doesn't know how she comes off. And I let her know that day. So that's what I'm saying. Like, my self-love is not going to let me tolerate someone doing that to me and getting away with it. Not saying you have to go off with them or meet them at their level or stoop to their level. But you do have a duty to yourself to stand up for yourself. And, you know, stand up for yourself in that way. Don't accept that. And I did. Like, I'm, I'm, and even if I didn't say nothing to her directly, I was going to go tell the manager. I've done, I've learned to do that now. Like, call me tattletale, whatever, but you're not going to disrespect me. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. I'm not tolerating that. It's like, my self-love, my love for myself won't allow that. Like, it's, no. I don't have to argue with you, shoot off on you. I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to throw things. I'm not going to do, I don't have to do all that. But I will be assertive and tell you, what you did and how it had me fucked up. <laughs> the next thing. I don't talk to myself any kind of way. So the brain does not know the difference from you just playing with yourself or not really meaning what you say about yourself and what the truth is. So you got to stop that. That's something you have to catch yourself doing and stop it right in the moment. Do not self-blame do not talk about yourself do not call yourself names do not do not say anything to yourself that you wouldn't say to a dear close friend that you love and care about you know don't talk to yourself but talk to yourself like someone you love and so something that i've learned to implement is that instead of calling it something or saying something about myself not only do i show compassion and grace i what i'll do is I would determine the actual thing about it. I'm trying to explain it the best way I can. <laughs> my mind is trying my best to get these words out and explain it. So let me give an example. I'm good at that. So for example, <laughs> say if I told myself, you know what? I had something sweet yesterday. I'm not eating anything sweet today. I need to stop. You know, I'm trying to cut back. But then I slip up and I eat something sweet anyway. 
Instead of calling myself, man, you so fat and you this and that. You're fat and you're a loser. You're never going to lose weight. That's what's wrong with you now. You're eating too damn much. and this. I'm not going to talk to myself that way. That's how my mom used to talk to me. And you know what? I think that's why a lot of us have that talk, negative talk like that to ourselves. Because we're used to people talking to us like that. And so we internalize that voice is our own. And we start using that kind of language. You got to stop that. And so... In that instance, instead of me talking bad about me for making a mistake or doing something wrong, I say, that's okay. We're going to try again tomorrow. I just had a pretty stressful day. I made a mistake. You know, I can try this again. Or I'll even get deeper and say, like, you know what? I have to do this if I want to be healthier, if I don't want to continue to gain weight. You know what? I got to I gotta find a me. I got to stop. You know, that that's the way you talk to yourself. You can be disappointed in yourself. Without actually bashing yourself. Use more truthful statements about yourself. You're not fat. You're not a loser. You're none of those bad things. Whatever you want to call yourself. You're not those bad things. That's someone else that made you feel like you are those things. You're not those things. So quit calling yourself that. What it is is that you have to get to the root of what it actually is. What is actually plaguing you. What is actually bothering you. What are you actually feeling you know, so in that case, if I ate the chocolate, if I ate that Reese's when I wasn't supposed to, and I said it because I just had bought some Reese's last grocery store run, and I ate too many in one sitting, and I'm like, you know what, you know better. And I was like, yeah, you can't have any more, about any more next grocery shopping, and I didn't. You know, stuff like that, it's like, yep, I shouldn't have done that. I know better. I don't have to call myself a fat, a fat ass, a fat nobody, so I'm going to be fat forever, not lose. You know, I don't have to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about myself like that. I'm just not. Because it's it's not it's not loving. I'm just not going to do that. I look at myself and tell myself how I love my rose. I love my fat. I love how I look. Look how I look at my clothes. I'm pretty. I tell myself all the good things. You know? And if I'm disappointed in myself in something, like if I'm disappointed in something don't fit, you know, I say, well, that's why I have to, you know, eat a few more salads. I need to cut back. Let's get back working out. That way, you can encourage yourself, but you don't have to talk bad about yourself while you're doing it. So learn to correct that, and your self-love will blossom. If you study talking bad about yourself, you're constantly like making yourself believe that about yourself. Stop it. Stop yourself in your tracks and switch it. You can be disappointed in yourself and switch that like, you know what, I'm not that, I'm just disappointed. And then explore that more. Like, say if you said you're never going to reach out to that guy again because, you know, he did you wrong. Fuck him. No. And then you reach out to him again. Instead of saying, I'm so stupid. I'm so dumb. Stop it. Stop doing that. No, you are not. Instead, start with, I'm just disappointed in myself. And then determine why am I disappointed in myself. You know, process it instead of calling yourself those names. That's what makes you more emotionally available to yourself. And that's what helps you to be more vulnerable. Because if you tie your vulnerability to you talking bad about yourself and you said all those negative things and so vulnerability feels scary and bad to you because it makes you talk bad about yourself or you're associated with bad feelings, you're not going to be emotionally available to yourself or anyone else because you're associating that with bad feelings. You have bad beliefs about yourself, so you're associating vulnerability with the bad beliefs. So you're going to fear and run from it. So instead, take your time. Say I'm disappointed in myself. Start with that and process it. It will work for you, I promise. Next thing. This is my favorite one. I am not tolerating time elapsed apologies. What does that mean? I am not going to just say after a, a couple of months or a couple of weeks and just let it blow over and we meet back up like nothing ever happened and we don't talk about it. I've done it in the past and it just builds so much resentment to where it's just a big fallout and it's never going to be back the same. You can't do that. You got to talk shit out. You got to have those uncomfortable conversations. And I'm all about uncomfortable conversations now. They were scary at first. Don't get me wrong because I'm not used to that. A lot of this shit is going to feel nervous, nerve wracking at first because it's like your body and nervous system is so used to going one way. Now you're trying to force it to go a totally different way. It's going to be nerve wracking, but you got to break the pattern. And so. It was easier for me to have the uncomfortable conversations with like close friends, people that I knew that I could trust weren't going to blow up on me 
or weren't going to, I didn't have to walk on eggshells with. So when something made me uncomfortable, I would talk it out. And we opened the floor for us to do it with each other. They would come and do the same to me. So I'm like, okay. So that kind of helped me ease into that. And then I started doing it with like family members and other things and saying, you know, hold up, you know, have, you know, we need a conversation about this. A, a time elapsed apology, just letting time pass by not speaking about how we feel, that's not going to fly. And the thing you have to understand about this is that you won't be able to have that conversation with everybody. You know, sometimes those people don't understand how to have that conversation or they don't want to or they don't feel like they've done anything wrong and they just think over time, oh, it'll blow over. No, I'm not doing that. And this is one of the reasons why me and that family member I talked about at the beginning of the show are not close because anymore because I'm like, until you are ready to have a real conversation where you are accepting accountability for your wrongdoing and self-aware of how you are, we can't rap. We can't talk. It's cordial. That's it. And if even that. Because now I, I see that you want to play the victim and make me the blame. And I see that you aren't on the same page as me when it comes to the self-awareness. I'm self-aware in my part in it. I am. But I remember thinking to myself, like, but that's the thing, though. I can't have someone meet me halfway where I'm accepting all the blame. And they're just there, like, you know, not doing anything on their part. I can't do that. I love myself too much to do that. And it's just, you know what? It, It sucks, but time elapsed is not an apology anymore. Just because time has gone by doesn't mean that I'm just going to come back like nothing ever happened. Keep trying it if you want to. Keep on doing it. Keep on, you know, whoever it is. It could be that guy. It could be that family member. It could be anyone that you just, after some time, you like, just act like it never happened. And it really hurt you. And you had to get over it by yourself. And y'all never talked about it. No. It's going to come up again. And it may be worse. So, you, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not afraid to have those conversations about th- about things i'm just know that not everyone is ready for the conversation that's the thing about it that you have to think about so i'm now accepting changed behavior accountability is an apology only like that's the only apology that is acceptable to me like just you know forgiving and then forgetting like oh it never happened not talking about it no you have to have accountability, full accountability. You don't even have to really just necessarily apologize to me. You know, I don't need the apology. I need you to be accountable and to change the behavior towards me. And if that doesn't work, if that doesn't go, if, you, if you're not feeling like that's something you can do, we have nothing to rap about. It's a rap. Next thing. I'm not, te- I'm not tolerating anyone's inconsistent behaviors. So... As my love for myself grew and I changed and I determined that I am a consistent person, that, you know, I am transparent, I'm real, you know, I hate to say that, you know, I'm so real, but I'm saying, you know, I'm honest and I'm true and I'm one way with you and I'm not, I'm going to communicate effectively and honestly, but if you are inconsistent, I'm not just talking about with a man or anybody. This is just anyone, period. Anyone, can, period, can be inconsistent with you. If you up and down inconsistent, I can't trust that. And the love I have for myself will not allow me to tolerate someone that is so back and forth, up and down. And inconsistent with themselves. You know, that's that's an unsafe person. And I'm not tolerating it. Get yourself together, you know, is how I look at it. You too inconsistent, baby. Like you too back and forth. You too up and down. You too inconsistent with me saying you're gonna do one thing and do another. Not doing it. I mm. There's no excuses. Like oh, well maybe they just and that. Well maybe nope. I stop making excuses for people, which leads me into my next one. I stop being so damn understanding that I subject myself to someone's hurtful, harmful behavior, like. I used to be so damn understanding. Just, you know, what I was just saying about how I was so understanding of, of people's inconsistent behaviors. Because I'm like, you know, making excuses for them. You got to stop making excuses for people and let them come to you about the reasons why they're inconsistent. 
Let them tell you. If they don't have nothing to tell you, then you have to take it for what it is. Like, okay, they full of shit. <laughs> it was just short point blank period. But no, I'm serious though. Like, you can't be so understanding of someone that it allows you to tolerate their harmful behavior. Like, you can understand it, but understand it to the point that you know that you cannot fool with them anymore. Or that they aren't on the same level as you anymore. Or that they are unsafe for you. Understand to that sense. Like, yes, see them, accept it or not, but you can accept it and not even, you know, deal with them. Like, okay, I see how you move and I see how you do. I see how you do me. I don't like it. I understand it. You may got a lot going on. You may got some trauma in your past you haven't healed from. You may got some bad upbringing. You may have all of that. But seeing that you're not on the same path of your healing as I and that you're not trying to do better and that your ways are hurting me, I understand it, but I'm not going to be the butt end of it and I can't tolerate it. I love myself too much. And that's what I say on the end of everything when I make the decision that sometimes it's hard. I say, I love myself too much. Like, it was hard for me to not have a relationship with this family member. Like, I cried the other night because I was thinking that maybe they were on a path to change them because of something that came up. Um, I'm not trying to give out too much information. It wasn't with me, but it was something I heard about and seen. I was like, okay, maybe this person's changing. And then, bam, I found out they still the same way. And I kind of cried and weeped because I'm like, I was hoping that this was like the light at the end of the tunnel. Like maybe they were coming around, you know, yeah, but it, it wasn't. And that's the hurtful part. And after all of that of saying that I have to cut ties with this person, like completely until I have to stop hoping that they'll change, hoping that it'll be different. I have to stop it. I love myself too much. And it's like, it's almost like just a hug to yourself. Like, I love myself too much for that. And whenever you make a decision that's hard, but you know it's right for you, and you've, like, talked it out, even with friends or even with yourself, and you've gone over and you know that it's the right thing, it may be hard to do, but you have to end it with the end point. Like, I love myself too much. And that kind of, like, eases the blow a bit. It's still going to be a little hard, but it helps me like to be like, you know what? I love myself too much. I can't. And that's what I've started saying when I'm making difficult decisions or having to set difficult boundaries. Because this shit never gets easy if you're not used to it. But you learn that you have to do it because you love yourself too much. You learn that you have to do it in order to keep your peace, your sanity, to be fair to you. So you you start to soon realize that it's it's a must that you do. It's not like something that you do just in the event of things. It's like an ongoing must. And so that's how I feel with like love myself. I'm like, I can't allow myself to just be subjected to someone's unhealed trauma because they don't want to get help for it. I can understand it. And that used to, that used to get me every time. Being that understanding, y'all, especially with my exes, it would get me every time. And left me in the end out cold with nothing and giving so much of myself, understanding so much and just being the butt end of all their pain. Hurt people hurt people for real. And I was on the end of it every single time. And I was like, I had to say no. Like I love myself too much. Like I get it. But I'm not your therapist. I can't help you. I'm not going to be on the end of this. I can't help you heal. I can't wait around for you to change. Like, it's something you got to do on your own. I can't keep, you know, subjecting myself to this. And you have to, you know, do that for yourself. And in doing so, I want you to know that those are not the only type of people in the world. Like, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our mind and belief system that there's only a few select people in the world that are, you know, good or that can meet our needs or whatever it is. But it's not, you know, stop limiting your beliefs like that. Just because that's all you've seen doesn't mean that that's all there is. And even, I'm going to throw this out there. Even if that's all there is out there, what are you going to do? Accept it just because and be like, well, it's it's hell for me, but that's all there is. I'm going to accept it. No. So what you do is you tell yourself, I'm not accepting 
anything that's not on my standards list. Like, I'm not accepting of this. And that's how you move forward and move along. Instead of saying, you know, oh, what I want is not out there. Say, I'm not tolerating anything that's not on this list that I have for my for myself and what I need. I'm not accepting it. And that's how you move. Say what you're not going to accept and say what you want. Don't say, well, you know, I don't think there's anything else out there. You never know if you keep stopping on people that's half-assed got what you want. You're never going to know then. You, you got other people blinding your vision because you don't believe there's anything else out there. You're missing out because you're holding on. So you have to realize that. That's what I started realizing. Like, okay, so what is it? What I'm going to do? Just hold on to this half-ass of what I've got, half-ass of something that I want, and just keep on being understanding and getting walked all over? Or am I going to determine that I'm not accepting it anymore and move forward? And keep moving forward until what I want finds me. That's what I'm going to do. Even if it takes a while. You know, you have to determine that. It's better than settling. So, stop being so understanding. The next thing. I stopped neglecting self-care. Like, my self-care is so important to me because it's what keeps me going. It's what gets me throughout the day. Like... Self-care doesn't have to be some grand thing. It can be as simple as not doing anything for anyone or anybody and watching your favorite show, sitting at home not doing anything because you feel like it, um, getting your favorite food. If you, like, say if you splurge every now and then on the sweet, do that. Glass of wine. Um, playing your favorite video game, computer game, whatever it is you got. Um, going out in nature, going for a walk. Self-care, you know, anything that it's it's for the benefit of you and only you. It doesn't have to benefit anyone else. You'll have time to do things for others, but it's a must that you take care of yourself because if you don't, you're not going to have anything else to give to anyone else. And when you do try to give to others and you have not cared for yourself first, it's going to build a lot of resentment and you're going to tire yourself out. You're going to bring yourself out quickly. So, they will just have to understand. And those that don't understand that sometimes you got to say no and set a boundary because it's time for you to take care of yourself, then they are the selfish ones, not you. Do not let them put that in your head. This family member tried to put that in my head until I just had a real talk with myself and some close friends that I've been friends with a long time that, you know, are honest. They know me and this family member. They know both of us. And after some time, I realized, you know what? They were trying to manipulate me because they're not getting what they want. They want to guilt trip me and make me feel bad. And they're just expressing their anger. They're expressing their anger and their hurt feelings because of their own mess. And so because I'm not helping with them, helping them with their mess anymore. And then I say, quote unquote, mess. Then that is where the anger comes up to where they spew out anything. No matter if it's hurtful or not. And that's why I say you can't be so understanding to shit anymore. And so, with me, I just decided that, you know, my self-care comes first. It's how I'm able to function and to do anything for anybody else. And even myself. Like, And plus, who else is going to take care of me like that? Like, I have a great husband. Yes, he can take care of me. But I, like I said before, earlier in the show, I have a duty to myself. I know distinctively, instinctively, I guess I would say, what I need. And I'm going to do it. I'm going to take time for myself and do what I need for me. Like, my husband is not going to be there holding my hand. You need to go through this. need to go through that. And plus, that would get on my nerves if he was always there telling me what I need to do for me. So, I do it. You know, I take time for myself unapologetically every time, all the time. And it makes me a better person, you know. It makes me feel more at peace, more at ease. It makes me able to say yes when necessary, you know. I just need it. So you need your self-care. Make sure you always make time for it. It can be any small, big thing. Small or big. It doesn't have to be just the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be... It can be anything that you determine feels good for you. That you're doing it solely for you. You know, take care of you. Other people got to understand that. And if nobody understands that or someone takes advantage of you or makes you feel bad for it, it's not only because they are guilt tripping you. 
it's also because they want what they want out of you, you know? Or maybe they don't understand what self-care is. that They always do for others, so they expect other people to do the same. So it's a cycle. You know, they're people-pleasing and expect you to be people-pleaser, you know? And that leads me to the next thing. I stopped people-pleasing. You know, my as my self-love grew, I no longer felt necessary, felt it necessary to people-please. And... I don't feel like I was ever really, like, the biggest people pleaser. I had some tendencies. But the same, I was people pleasing, like, especially to the family member, to some other people that I feel like were people pleasers. And so it kind of turned me into a people pleaser to be kind of, like, on their level. Like, I was trying to be on their level, if that makes sense. Because of how they believed, I felt like, okay, I got to... You know, make sure I meet their expectations and please them or they're going to be displeased with me, you know. And I stopped people pleasing because I had to kind of like realize what it really is and how it's not really doing anything for me or really the other person. Like you have a responsibility to communicate honestly and authentically to anyone. That is your responsibility. Like you are not responsible for helping them manage their feelings, helping them manage their responses. You are not responsible for anything that has to do with them. They're responsible for their own feelings. They're responsible for all of that. They can't put that on you. You just communicate honestly. And so honestly can sometimes mean no, or not right now, or I can't do that, or I have this going on. That's being honest. Like That's your duty to be straight up and honest with people. Don't people please and lie to them. That's doing a disservice to not only them, but to you, you know? And so I've started realizing that and just being straight up and honest, I I like it better. I like the relationships that it creates around me. I like honest connections, you know? I don't want anybody just people pleasing me, you know? I don't want anyone just telling me what they think I want to hear or just trying to be what they think I want them to be. Like, I can manage my feelings. I want you to tell me no if the answer is no. I want you to be honest with me. And since I've started operating that way, I've noticed that the people around me operate that way. Like, friends and whatnot. One time I had a friend, I asked her, uh, one of my close, close friends. You know, it was Halloween. This was last year. And I was telling my sister-in-law that, you know, I hey, I'm ready to leave and go over there. They were just coming over for the night. I said, yeah, I'm about to go to my friend's house tonight. And so, later on, the sister-in-law asked me, well, Ken, you know, was asking my husband, asked her, can I come with them? Can I go over there, too? And so, I was already like, I don't think so, because this is supposed to be a small get-together. I think this was, maybe it had a COVID spike, or maybe she's trying to get the party low. I don't remember, but I knew that she kind of didn't want a lot of people, but I asked anyway. And when I asked her, she seemed like she didn't want to tell me no. She was like, I don't know, I... I really didn't want, I said, it's okay, you can tell me no. Just straight up, be straight up. If it's no girl, tell me. I'm fine. If it's a no, that's okay. It'll be all right. And she pretty much like, yeah, I don't want anyone else coming. i like, bet. I said, I promise you I'm straight. And that's how it works. Like, I think sometimes the people pleasers get nervous because they've had so many people in their lives, you know, go off on a tangent on them or go off on them. And it's not... They don't feel safe unless they're doing it. And I totally get it. So I've learned to be that safe space for people to say no to me. And to be honest with me. You know, it's only fair to tell me how you feel. Straight up. As long as you're not being disrespectful to me and going calling me out my name and stuff. But be straight up. You know, tell me what's going on. Tell me how you feel. I want to know. Let's talk about it. I want to make this comfortable so we can both talk about it. And I want you to be honest. Because I'm going to be honest, you know? I'm going to be honest about everything. And so, I was thinking to myself earlier, like, I'm really glad that I have friends in my corner in my life that are confident in themselves. Because I would hate if I had to, like, people please everything. Like, or and agree with everything. Or like everything they like. You know, that's, that is tiresome. And it's so inauthentic. I love myself too much to not be authentic. And... It's been times where I'm like, y'all like this? And they're like, no, I don't really like it. And I'm like, well, I'm getting it. I like it. And I get it, put it on, and bam, they like it on me. 
and vice versa. Like, I want to be able to say, no, nah, I don't like that. Or be honest about stuff, not tiptoe around it and say yes to everything. That's so, mm-mm. I love myself too much to be that inauthentic. And it's not fair to you for me to be this honest and trying to just people please, you know? So I had to think about it in that sense that, you know, I deserve to be authentic and communicate honestly. That's my duty. And they deserve to know the truth and to hear the truth and to know me, the authentic me. They deserve that as well. So they can determine, you know, where I fit in their lives. And that's my take on people pleasing. Like, I just don't do it anymore. And I find that people that do people please, they tend to think I'm a mean person. And you may find that as you slowly come out of your people pleasing stages, that people are going to tell you that you're being mean. But really, it's just their trauma speaking for them. Like they're used to someone being dishonest with them or um, sugarcoating things. And you don't have to say things in a terrible, mean way. That's not what I'm saying. But you should communicate effectively and honestly, always. And yeah, that's all I have to say for that one. Um, The last thing I got... It's one of my favorite ones that has really helped me. Well, always helped me, but this is one of my favorite ones. Is that I love myself too much to prove myself and my worth. And I'm not talking about just in relationships. I'm talking about just in general. Like, I am okay with being misunderstood. And it's taken me a while to get here. But I've had to slowly realize that in being misunderstood, it's not to say... That I'm a bad person or something that's wrong with me. It's just realizing that the way that I live my life. And the way that I do me. Is for me. And not for anyone else to get to understand. And that also helped breed. Authentic. Great. Close connections. And what I mean by that is that. You know. I'm not having to put on a show or prove my words. I'm just me. And it's accepted. And some people will not accept it. Some people will not like it. It's okay. I'm going to let you misunderstand me. Continue to misunderstand me. And to be honest, sometimes I don't understand other people's lifestyles and whatnot. But it's not really for me to understand and accept. I consider to just be curious about it. If I am, learn about it, okay. But, you know, I don't have to understand every detail of everyone's lives. And then I have to understand mine. Because this life is mine to live. And so I've just took on the fact that I'm just, I love myself too much to try to keep on proving myself to someone that is already misunderstanding me. The moment I start to prove myself is the moment my self-worth depletes. It's the moment that, you know, my worth depletes. And so it's just like, instead of trying to fight with you on that, let's just accept that. You know, to to agree to disagree. That this is a mismatch happening. It ain't it. And it's okay. And it's just with, even with a job or whatnot. Like, yes, I'm going to go out in the interview and try my best to show myself in the best light. But I'm not going to feel like I have to continuously prove myself. If I don't get it, I don't get it. It ain't it. It ain't right for me. Let's keep it moving. If I'm misunderstood, all right, misunderstand me. Because really, we're all living life and seeing life through our own perspectives. It's something that you must realize. We all have our own perspectives due to our own upbringings, due to us seeing the world our own way, going going through things that we've gone through. You know, we're going to see things a bit different. Not everyone is going to get you, but it's that much more beautiful when you don't have to prove yourself at all and you attract people that just get you and are like you. It's just like with you all, you know, my girlfriends and everyone out there listening to this or on my Instagram, my TikTok, my YouTube, wherever you're at, all of you. And it's just like, you know, I've straight up just been myself. I don't explain myself to the trolls that come coming and they don't understand. I've got it blocked on Instagram, but baby, on Facebook, I guess I can't block it. They be coming. Especially guys. I just like let them misunderstand. Let them not get it. I'm not going to explain myself. You don't get it. You don't get it. You know I can have a healthy debate. Quote unquote. I guess debate. 
But when you just straight up acting like you didn't hear none of I'm saying, making it be what you want it to be, calling me names, misunderstanding me on purpose, not trying to get it, what's to talk about? You have your view. You ha- you 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 feel how you feel. I'm not here to change that. I don't give a damn. Feel how you feel. <laughs> I don't care. And it's like I'm not trying to change how someone views me or how they feel about me. And it's because that I feel secure within myself. I feel like this one was the best for last because it's like once you develop all this and you feel very secure within yourself, ain't nothing that nobody can do that can bring you down and make you feel bad about yourself. Like maybe for a moment, but that love you have for yourself is going to bring you back up because it's like I've fully accepted myself. Not just the good things that are easy to accept, but also the triggers, the wounds, the trauma. I've accepted it all. And with me accepting all of that and owning all of that is a part of me and not looking at it as like something that is wrong with me and understanding that everyone has like their insecurities, everyone has their things. I've accepted it all. And it's like, I understand it. And it's when your love for self grows that much, you can't help but to understand. Well, the more you understand yourself, forgive me, my mic dropped. (laughs) The more you understand yourself, the more you can't help but to love yourself because now you get you, you fully accept you, you love you. And so it's like, ain't nothing nobody else can say. Like, you don't get it. Okay. You don't get it. You ain't for me. Goodbye. I'm not going to sit here and explain myself to you about who I am. I've accepted who I am. And there are others that have accepted who I am and love who I am. So why am I explaining myself to little old you? Mm-mm. Don't work that way. Just let them misunderstand you and keep it moving. It's not the end of the world, I promise. You got to try. Just, if the more you keep being yourself, then you'll attract the people that are for you. You'll attract your trap. The more you keep being yourself, people you don't got to explain yourself to. It's always going to be somebody misunderstanding you. Always. It's always when it misunderstands me. Oh, well, we just live different lives. We just have different mindsets. It's all right. I'm not here to prove myself to you. And then it's just so tiring, you know. It's so tiring on me to try to prove myself and to get you to understand when I know that you are just already have it in your mind about who I am. So why am I trying? It's just like with that guy that always says, you know, he don't trust women in it at all. He don't do this with women. He don't like that and this and that. I want this kind of woman. Why are you trying to prove yourself to this man that already has his mind made up about who women are and what they are and who you are? And here you are trying to prove differently. Why? You know, why try to change his mind? Mm-mm. Nope. Take your little self on somewhere and go to the next one. Like, okay, you must not be for me. Thank you for letting me know. Next. <laughs> but girlfriends, it's getting late. I got to go to sleep. I got to get up. I got a coaching call in the morning. And I got to work eight hours, of course. I got to work my job, too. So, I got to get out of here. I'm done for tonight. And I'm going to bed. I'm pretty sleepy. You, as always, you can catch bonus episodes on Patreon. I don't post bonus episodes much because I talk a lot on this podcast. It's just hundreds and hundreds on there that are already there. Like my, a lot of old podcasts on there. And my coaching is on there. That's mostly why I use it for is coaching. I do a lot of coaching. And if you join the $10 Junt, you get... Um, I say Junt. I'm from Memphis. If you join the $10 one on there, <laughs> you will get um, a discount. $5 off ebooks and whatnot. I got three ebooks out. Three regular books on Amazon out. And yeah, check them out. I really I really wish my books would blow up. I really, I want a book deal and all that. Don't seem to be happening. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's in these. I don't know what's in the future for me. But I got some books out, y'all. And I got some more that I want to write. But I am in school now. By the way. So I got a lot on my plate. Like a lot. But I'm going to get it done. I got to. I had no choice what to. So that's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one. Peace out.